150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the fifth seal, number 41. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. We are going to start off today with just some praise. Uh, this story is from International Christian Concern. Um, ICC has learned that Isaiah Bibi, uh, the Christian woman who spent nearly a decade on death row for allegedly committing blasphemy, has finally been allowed to leave Pakistan. This news, which has been confirmed by Bibi's lawyer, and, another, and other local media sources comes more than six months after Bibi's acquittal by the country's Supreme Court. So, just some really good news. Asia Bibi was finally able to leave Pakistan. She landed in Canada today, which has offered her and provided her asylum. So, uh, praise God for that. Finally, Asia Bibi is going to be able to be reunited with her family. Finally, out of the danger that she was in in Pakistan, but before she even landed in Canada, there were already threats coming out by different uh, Islamic groups on Twitter threatening to kill her um, and her husband. So um, continue to pray for them. They are by no means away from, I mean, they're out of Pakistan, away from immediate danger, but they're still, she's still a target because of just the way that the whole thing went down and was perceived. There are still Islamic groups out there that are targeting, um, wanting to kill Asia Bibi, all because she's a Christian. All, and more than that, a Christian who got off on a blasphemy charge in Pakistan, was able to beat a death penalty and be released and escape the country. So... Keep Asia Bibi and her family in prayers and just continue to praise God that she's finally out of uh, Pakistan. So um, a couple of stories I wanted to share just to kind of update us on what's going on in Nigeria with Boko Haram and the Fulani militants. This first one, uh, this first story is from the April 29th. On Monday, April 29th, Boko Haram fighters invaded the Christian community of Kuda, located near Madigali in Nigeria's Adamawa state. The terrorists surrounded the community and went door-to-door, -door, killing as many as 25 people. The next day, as security agents and community members prepared for the burials of their loved ones, Boko Haram militants were spotted approaching for a second attack on the grieving community. As a result, funeral preparations were abandoned as mourning believers and neighbors neighboring and neighboring communities fled since the attacks more villagers have fled the town christian leaders in the area cried we are in danger we have no one to fight for us to end the killing this killing of our people boko haram operates from hideouts in the forest nearby stealing supplies killing villagers and attacking security forces more than 27,000 people have been killed in the decades-long bloody insurgency and two million others 
have been displaced. While there is no immediate claim of responsibility, Boko Haram is known for attacking villages in the area. The insurgent group is also active in neighboring Niger, Chad, and Cameroon. So that story was on May 3rd. Another that came out just yesterday. It has been confirmed by the National Youth Service Corps that one of their aid workers, a pastor, and several of his church members have been kidnapped by Boko Haram. The group was taken in late April as they were traveling to Borno State to provide aid and evangelize to to displaced victims of Boko Haram attacks. NYSC said that Abraham Amuda, their worker, had set up the trip with his church outside of the relief group's work. Relief group's work. They, o- they are only able to conduct relief activities in four local government areas of the state, and Amuda had not received approval to do the aid near Chibok, where he was going. There have been reports that the terror group has demanded a ransom of 2 million naira, equal to about $555,000. They will not release the church members until this ransom is paid, according to reports, but it is more likely that they are going to lower the amount because this is more than the church or other groups will be able to pay. So with the, the attacks, this last round of attacks, the death toll of Christians in Nigeria between attacks from Fulani militants and Boko Haram has topped 300 people, 300 Christians have been killed, generally in attacks where uh, 20 or more have been killed at a time, and they are targeted simply because they are Christian. I saw a couple of websites that are trying to say that this is not simply about religion, but, but these Christians were killed simply for their faith in Christ. So let's continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. We'll continue to praise God for Asia Bibi's release. But jumping into the world watch list for today, we are up to we are counting down and we are now to number forty one, which is which is Russia. So the region that Russia is in is Asia. Persecution type is Islamic oppression. The persecution level is high. Population is about 143 million uh, people, and about 118 million of those are Christians. Um, There is no main religion. Um, Government is semi-presidential federation, and the leader is President Vladimir Putin. Um, Christians in parts of Russia, Russia dominated by Islam report the highest level of Christian persecution. Often, Christians who have converted from Islam face pressure and discrimination from their families, communities, and surrounding cultures. Additionally, an increase in state control has resulted in more tight controls for any Christian denomination seen as non-Russian, which means evangelical churches are often regarded with suspicion. The government continues to pass more restrictive legislation on religious freedom. Many many ethnic Russians in Dagestan, Chechnya, Ingushetia, Kabardino, Balkaria, and Karachay-Cherkessia, say that three times real fast, have left due to fighting and churches have been have seen memberships, membership numbers drop. Russian Orthodox churches experience the fewest number of problems from the government, while unregistered churches active in evangelism may face obstruction in the form of surveillance and interrogation. 
It is the indigenous Christians who converted from Islam and live in Muslim-majority regions that bear the brunt of persecution from both family and friends and the local community. In some areas, these believers must keep their faith a secret for fear of being executed. Um, a couple of, ex of examples. An Islamic militant attacked a Russian Orthodox group in Kizlar, Dagestan. Five female Christians were killed while another five were injured. ISIS claimed responsibility for the attack in a statement, but the statement provided no evidence to support the claim. Uh, Islamic militants attacked the Russian Orthodox Archangel Michael Church in Grozny, Chechnya, killing one believer. The church's priest, Father Sergi, said churchgoers heard shots outside and chants of Allahu Akbar, meaning Allah is greatest. Uh, some prayer points for Russia, and then we'll pray. Uh, pray for the unity of Christians in Russia, that they would break through denominational differences and work together for the body of Christ. Pray for Christians from a Muslim background living in parts of Russia that are mostly Muslim. Pray for protection and strength to persevere. Pray for Christians active and worshiping in unregistered churches and in churches where telling others about Jesus is encouraged. Pray they would be kept safe and they would be free of government interference as they worship God and preach the gospel. And pray for the governments of Russia that they would seek the common good of all people and all faiths. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this, this opportunity, this medium where we can bring uh, so much awareness to our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world almost immediately through... Um, through the internet, through uh, videos of this kind, through social media, where we can always be thinking about and, and putting uh, out awareness and uh, information about our brothers and sisters around the world who are being persecuted for their faith in Christ. Lord, we praise you that, that you have delivered Asia Bibi out of Pakistan. Um, you've you preserved her life. Um, allowing her to be acquitted of this blasphemy charge. Uh, Lord, we praise you that she's being reunited with her family now. Um, and we pray for her and her family's protection from any groups that would retaliate, even in Canada, to try to take her life uh, because of her faith in you. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria who are, are being persecuted for their faith in you. We pray that you would protect them, that you would continue to embolden them, that even in the midst of persecution, Lord, that they would still be willing to evangelize and to share the gospel and proclaim the good news and proclaim their faith in you, even in the in a time where it can cost them their lives. We pray that you would strengthen their faith and strengthen their resolve to share the gospel, to, to use that proclamation of the gospel for you to draw those that you are going to save and draw them to yourself, Lord. Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters in Russia. We pray that the Christians would be unified there, that they would break through their denominational differences and work together for the body of Christ. Lord, we pray for those Christians who have converted from Islam uh, that are living in part of parts of Russia that are mostly Muslim. And we pray that you protect them from retaliation from their families and their friends and their local communities. Lord, we pray that you would preserve their lives as well and embolden them to be willing to share the gospel with those who persecute them, especially their friends and their family. Lord, we pray for um, 
all the Christians that are in unregistered churches there, God. Uh, we pray that, that they would worship, would be able to worship freely, that they would be have the courage to worship as as you lead them to worship you, Lord, um, in those unregistered churches. We pray that you would keep them safe, free from govern, government interference, um, and that they would continue to preach the gospel and, and be evangelistic. Um, and we pray for the government in Russia, Lord. We pray that, that they would lift... Uh, bans on religious freedom, that they would provide a, a safe place for their people, the, the, the citizens of Russia, to worship you um, in spirit and in truth and uh, the way that the Bible instructs them to worship you, Lord. Uh, so again, we praise you, Father, we praise you that, that you are at work in these areas. We praise you that, that we have brothers and sisters around the world who are willing to lay down their life for the cause of the gospel, that they are willing to stand firm in their faith, even in the face of persecution. And we pray that you would protect them, that you would embolden them, and that you would be glorified through them, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for praying. Thank you for being part of this. If you know anybody who would be willing to join in and uh, join us in, in praying for our brothers and sisters around the world and in keeping up with what's going on and just being informed, invite them to join the Facebook group, The Fifth Seal. Uh, invite them to uh, join the YouTube page, uh, The Evangelical Norm, The Fifth Seal there. Um, subscribe to the videos, share the videos, like the videos, hit the notification button so you know when we release new stuff. I say we, it's me. Uh, when I release new stuff and uh, like us on Facebook, um, share the Facebook page and just invite people to come and to join us. The more people we can have praying, the better. So keep inviting people and as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words, they are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.